AJ, we got Vinky on the line. What do you want to ask her? What are your thoughts around finding a sponsor that has the heart of a teacher that wants to really help you elevate or expedite the process? That's a really good question. And uh, believe me or not, I had the same question too when I started my journey. So I think it's very important. It's come boils down to the building relationships. Like I was saying earlier, I'm in the relationship building game. So if you have a building a strong relationship, you're creating that trust with the sponsor and yourself or even with your investors. Mm -hmm. So the way I look at it is about myself, how I present myself. I wanted to see myself how other people perceive me too. So that helps me build the stronger relationships and how you can do that. I still go to a lot of networking events and I try to build strong, meaningful relationships and I try to keep the connection going. Yeah. And then if you really like somebody, sub-sponsor or somebody, I what I did was I'm just doing my due diligence, checking their background, trying to figure out who they are on the social media and trying to kind of follow them. You know, if you follow them for a little bit, you figure out the patterns that they are following. Mm-hmm. And you start seeing the patterns and you can see, can you fit in any of these patterns or how you can add value? This is the Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast, and I'm your host, Brian Briscoe. Now, this podcast is designed for the aspiring apartment investor and literally gives them the opportunity to ask the questions that will help them get to the next level. So if you're an aspiring apartment investor, this podcast is for you. Now, this podcast is brought to you by the Tribe of Titans Multifamily Educational Community. It's your one-stop shop for learning how to succeed at apartment investing. Welcome to the Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast. I'm your host, Brian Briscoe with Streamline Capital Group. I'm very excited for today's show. We got two amazing people on the line with us today. We got our second time guest, Vinky Lumba, and we've got AJ Dominguez with us. So guys, welcome to the show today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Brian. I'm super excited to be back. Yeah, it's it's been a while since you've been on the show. March 8th, 2021 is when your your episode was released, episode 105. So it's been a been a hot minute. It's been about 2 years. Happy to have you back and it's probably been too long to ask you to come back. So, you know, happy to have you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Do us a favor, tell us a little bit about yourself. You already said my name. My name is Vinky Luba and just wanted to give you a little background on me. I come from a very strong IT and academia background. Tell us a little bit about pre-real estate and what got you into real estate. I think that's what that's kind of where most people who are listening are, is they're kind of in that in between, like, I'm doing this right now, but I really want to do real estate. So walk us through that. Yeah, sure. Like I said, I come from a strong IT and academia background. So my journey started as a corporate two employee. I came to this country about 30 years ago. I got married and I had an arranged marriage. So people might be interested to know that too. How did I find my husband? My husband was here at the time. He was a student. So he went back and the way uh, in Indian families, it happens Mm -hmm. because families know each other. So wedding or a marriage is between two families, uh, more than the two kids. Mm -hmm. So that's how my parents uh, knew the family. I got married. I came to U.S. And my focus was at that time to become a professor because I was studying to be a professor. My vision was like that, that I wanted to be a professor. I wanted to complete my Ph.D. I came here and enrolled in UC Berkeley for my Ph.D. Mm -hmm. But uh, Destiny had something else in store for me. I had my first child. And my husband's like, oh, you want to try the business side of it? PhD, you can do anytime. 
Mm-hmm. So uh, I thought, okay, so I went into the business world. I started my uh, corporate job, which mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. And then uh, when we both were working our jobs, we by default became landlords mm-hmm. one time, you know, years down the road. How did that happen? Because we bought a piece of land and we built our second home. Mm-hmm. And then we were in a position to afford two mortgages. Mm-hmm. So we rented our first house and we saw the positive cash for about yeah. $500. So we just like, wow, we mm-hmm. got it made kind of thing, you know. So yeah. that sparked my interest in real estate investing. And it encouraged me to get my California Realtor license, which mm-hmm. I did. And we started investing in the residential as well as the retail properties. Mm-hmm. But however, over the course of time, Managing all this investment portfolio, working two corporate jobs, two young kids, and lots of travel. I mean, that was too much for us mm-hmm. to handle. I, you know, we will remember that one day I just came back from a travel on a business trip. I put my bags down. My husband was ready to leave. <laughs> and he told me on his way out, he said, Vinky, you got to pick one, either your mm-hmm. real estate career or your corporate job, because we cannot handle that much with the yeah. young kids. You have to keep the balance. So at that time, I picked my corporate job over my real estate career because I didn't know the power of real estate at that time. I just wanted to stay in the white collar job. I shouldn't say that it was a bad choice or right choice. Maybe that was the right choice at that time for my family. And uh, But I put my career kind of on hold, the real estate career on hold. But Mm -hmm. a few years back, I got a chance to take an early retirement on my corporate job and step back into real estate with a new driven vision. Mm-hmm. So here I am today. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I think, you know, a lot of people, they, they, they have that choice. And it's interesting to hear different people's journeys. And something we have in common is we both wanted to be a professor at one time. I think we already knew that about you. But you get into one career and you, you start juggling and a lot of people find themselves in that spot. I got a family. I've got a career. I really like this real estate thing and, and just juggling. And at some point, uh, you know, most people end up deciding, hey, I'm going to go this way or that way or the other. But thanks for sharing that. So uh, let's, let's talk about getting into this real estate business or specifically multifamily business. Um, what were some of your challenges starting out? You know, challenges are like something mm-hmm. like opportunities. I look at challenges as opportunities. I won't call them challenges, challenges. Mm-hmm. So because I do not look at challenges as a roadblock. I just feel like uh, maybe coming from an IT background, you know, mm-hmm. so we always look for the gaps and we try to figure out how to mitigate the gaps. Yep. So gaps are the challenges. Those are the opportunities. So that's the way I look at it. So my challenge was getting into real estate was with my previous knowledge of real estate on the residential side or the retail side. Mm-hmm. Now, I was starting from the scratch again when I took the early retirement from my job. Coming back to real estate, I was thinking, where should I start? So the first thing was maybe I should go into merger and acquisitions because having the corporate background and having gone through so many mergers throughout my tenure, I thought that'll be the perfect fit for me because I knew the system side of the merger and I thought I can learn the business side of the merger and I'm going to be a rock star. That was the first thing. And then I started looking for one of my LinkedIn connections who can help me break into the industry. And I'm going to emphasize here Mm -hmm. that your network is your net worth because network always helps you, which helped me a lot. So when I was looking for a connection, I read somebody's profile, $400 million asset under management. Mm 
And I'm like, whoa, what happened? I know this guy, you know, a mm-hmm. couple of years ago and he used to work with me. So I just called him. I'm like, uh, hey, what's up? How did that happen? So he introduced me to this uh, multifamily investing concept. Mm-hmm. So rest I will say, like everybody says, is a history. You know, I jumped on the opportunity. Yeah. And my thing is, I like to jump on the opportunity. And then I just feel like I'll find my ground. I'm very mm-hmm. action oriented. That's what happened. And the other challenges, a challenge was for me uh, getting into uh, this multi-family investing mm-hmm. bandwagon was, um, how do I scale now? Yeah. Because that's where a lot of people struggle. How do I find the investors? How do I scale? That was a big challenge for me initially. But yeah. then I figured out having the marketing background and branding myself in a way or positioning myself in a way that I'm creating more meaningful relationships mm-hmm. because I started positioning myself that I am more the relationship building game mm-hmm. versus transactional yeah. or just like transactional relationship game. That helped me a lot. Yeah. to overcome those challenges. You know, and I think that that really helps. I think most successful people really in industry realize that it's it's about the relationships, not the transactions. And that's something I've definitely learned over and over again. You know, when I, when I think about developing relationships, it may not uh, provide immediate dividends, but it, it pays long-term. And when you focus on transactions, I think it's the opposite. You know, sometimes it'll get you an immediate payout, but you know, it doesn't always help you long term. So appreciate you mentioning that lesson learned there. So something I like to do, I like to talk about, you know, specific properties. So is there one that you would like to talk about today? Maybe your first or your favorite or most recent? Pick one. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I have a really good one that I'm super excited to share with you. We bought this property, but I would say now it's more than a year and a half now. Mm-hmm. So uh, this was in Georgia. I got into uh, the deal. This was one of my first deals. Mm-hmm. And I can share with you that we already went full cycle in 11 months. Nice. So uh, why we got this deal to begin with, we saw the opportunity. There was a huge opportunity in the deal, and it was mm-hmm. a good location, good demographics, good job growth, population growth. It was a perfect, perfect value add opportunity. Yeah. Rents were below market and we did see the opportunity for the force position. So I jumped on with the team and I just, you know, wanted to be partner on that deal. We had a good business plan. We wanted to renovate the units. We wanted to do the interior upgrades. So we were able to execute our business plan in almost six months, a little bit over. Mm-hmm. We renovated the exteriors. We renamed the property. We renovated 20 plus units. And mm-hmm. now we doubled the value and we hit our projections way ahead of time. Yeah. We sold in 11 months more than double the price. Wow. Double the purchase price. And our investor was super happy and excited. You can call it, it it was like one of the unicorn deals, but it was like another feather in the hat, you know? Yeah. I don't think any investor in the world would be upset at those numbers yet. But now 11 months, I would assume that there was some market tailwinds in your favor. What market was this in? It was in Georgia. Okay. Southeast is hot. And I think we've seen a lot of a year over year appreciation there. I've got two properties in Georgia and I love the state as a whole. Mine are in Augusta, but yeah, we've seen a lot of year over year appreciation there that has basically taken our value add plan and put it on steroids is how I look at it, you know? So a little bit of value add, a little bit of market appreciation, you know, what can go wrong there? So 11 months doubling the value, you know, I think that's a, that's a home run for everybody. So Exactly. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So that said, another question I'd like to ask everybody and, you know, kind of a change of topic, but I, I like to understand what motivates people, you know, so what would you say your big burning why is? My why is very, very big. And there's mm-hmm. a little story behind it. And if you don't mind me sharing that, I don't know Go how ahead. much time you have, but I'm going to yeah. share it. <laughs> I'll I'll try to concise it. A few years back, you know, like I mentioned already that I got a chance to Mm -hmm. take early retirement from my W-2 job. Literally uh, thinking because I was uh, still teaching at California State University Mm -hmm. as an adjunct professor, thought I'm retired. You know, I Mm -hmm. call myself a retiree at that time. So I thought I'm not going to work anymore. I'm just going to keep my teaching position at California State University. I'm happy with it. I even asked my husband, do you need me to work? And he's like, oh, no, we are at a good place. You do whatever you wanted to do. And I I thought I gave 20 years of my career or Mm -hmm. my life to one corporation. I'm done. Yeah. I'm just going to enjoy my life because I uh, got the taste of the freedom. Mm-hmm. So like, I just wanted to do something for myself. You know, I just wanted to travel. So we started traveling. Uh, we traveled, I think, almost a year. We're just traveling, going mm-hmm. to different countries. And now uh, one day when we were back, I just woke up with this strong feeling like mm-hmm. three o'clock in the morning or 3.30 in the morning, just like a strong epiphany kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like if I die right now, right this minute, all the experiences, all the education, that mm-hmm. I post about all the time, you know, like I did yeah. MPhil, I did MBA, I did this and that. Everything is going to go with me. Waste. Mm-hmm. I did not do anything in this life to make a difference. And this was in my mind from the very childhood. I didn't want to be somebody who just came and left and didn't yeah. do anything in life because I just wanted to uh, say over here that I grew up in a very spiritual country because mm-hmm. as a spiritual land, people are very spiritual. So upbringing is like that, that we mm-hmm. always wanted to make a difference or help people around us. So this strong feeling is like, oh my God, I didn't do anything. I have to do something. I have to make a difference. So I'm thinking, thinking, thinking that I created a purpose for myself. And mm-hmm. we already have a, a nonprofit organization that we just kind of on and off. We don't raise any funds or anything, but we just uh, support ourselves. So I just created a mission or a purpose for myself that I wanted to help the women and children around the world. I'm going to mm-hmm. make a difference. I'm going to at least bring the next meal on the table so that I'm creating some space in their mind yeah. to think of something else in the meal. So they can create some meaningful life for themselves. Now I have to support this cause, right? For that, I should be making money. So I'm thinking, should I go back to the W-2 job? Mm -hmm. And the choice was, no, I should do something on my own. Mm -hmm. So I pick real estate again. My real estate license was expired. Mm-hmm. So I quickly uh, scheduled my exam to retake the test. And then uh, which I cleared it in four days, <laughs> mm-hmm. which was pretty amazing without mm-hmm. even studying. So now I got the license. Now I was thinking, what should I do? You know, where do I start? Like I told you before, I was thinking to go into merger and acquisitions, but I end up in multifamily. And I think multifamily is, I thought it's a good place to be because I feel like it's a stable source of income, you can mm-hmm. say for people. And now you can make money so many mm-hmm. different ways yeah. with the force appreciation. And also you have ability to leverage, you know, the economies of scales is there, leverage the economies of scales and also It was more like kind of hands-free kind of thing. And plus I got to be my own boss. Mm -hmm. And that's how I started. And now I'm in a position that I'm just not only helping the investors invest with us. I'm helping multiple charitable cause, which is so close to my heart. And the people who are investing with us by default, they're helping our cause. We're not 
taking any money from them but they they invest with us we make money and we take our portion of the money and then we mm-hmm. support the the cause and mainly we take the projects in india right now mm-hmm. but the vision is to go global someday love pick it. up any project it. anywhere in the world awesome yeah make make your mark yeah i think that's that's important you know that's give back and and help other people yeah help other people so i think that's awesome well last question for you and that's what's next What's next? My vision is to touch 1 million lives in a meaningful way before I exit. That's my goal. I know it's achievable and I can easily do it uh, where I am now in the current space. My vision is to scale my company at the very larger level that I'm globally able to support mm-hmm. my cause. Yeah. You know, I I'm able to pick any projects anywhere in the world. and with my company i not only just help people with their financial dreams yeah. or get their financial freedom success whatever they're looking for but also by investing with us i just wanted to take chunk of it and then help my cause my purpose because i strongly believe when your purpose is bigger than profit mm-hmm. everything is profit yeah. because you're attracting the right client you're attracting the right energies towards you and then you're making things happen Yeah. And I'm doing that already through my podcast. I do have a podcast just like Brian you, the real estate vibe and I yeah. get a lot of guests, super awesome stories there. I think that's what my vision is to yeah. grow and then help lots and lots of people. Yeah. Now I understand you have a summit coming up. We we spoken about that a little bit too. So tell us a little bit about what that is, when it is and how people can find out about it. Yeah, thank you so much. Yes, uh, that's the other thing we are doing. We are trying to give back to the community. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing a summit on February 25th and 26th. It's a free summit for all. We are uh, creating this portal for all the investors. Whether doesn't matter, you know, where you are in your journey, mm-hmm. whether you're new or old or whatever, experienced or savvy. So come to that portal, meet with the other people in the like-minded people in the industry, and also. build relationship with the speakers even we have 20 plus mm-hmm. speakers there and uh, just our way of giving back to the community yep. and sharing the knowledge with everybody whatever we have achieved and uh, if you haven't signed up already for our summit please go ahead and sign up i'm going to say our link is multifamilyinvestoreducationsummit.com please mm-hmm. go there and sign up once again multifamilyinvestoreducationsummit.com Okay. And we'll have a link to that in the show notes. So if you don't have something to write that down with, just head to the show notes and click the link and that'll take you straight there. So, thank you so much for sharing all that, Vinky. Very much appreciate it. We're going to switch gears right now and talk with AJ a bit. So, AJ, how are you doing? Oh, thanks. Thanks for Brian. This is so exciting to be here with you today and with Vinky. Awesome. Yeah, excited to have you. Well, let's talk about you for a little bit. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so uh, I was uh, born and raised in uh, Manhattan, New York. Grew up living in apartments my whole life, not never really knowing the value that uh, apartments brought. Uh, yeah. Then I went to school to Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and then upon that, I uh, ended up with a job in uh, Dallas, Texas, and I've been in Dallas ever since. I've had a career in sales uh, ever since, mm-hmm. and uh, in my in my thirties, I was exposed to multifamily, basically the. multifamily by owning a quadplex. So mm-hmm. I bought a quadplex and I managed it myself. I rehabbed it. I you know, evicted tenants, I found tenants. I remember one summer in the middle of August which in Dallas is over 100 plus degrees. Yep. 
and humid too. So oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. The the electric box blew out on my property, Ouch. and I had to spend three thousand dollars in three days to get this up and running so that my tenants could have adequate you know air conditioning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was one of the most stressful times in my life. But in all that, I learned how amazing uh, you know multifamily yeah. investing is, and the fact that. This property, this quadplex, cash flowed a thousand dollars a month for me, mm-hmm. and I was just so excited to have that additional income. Yeah. And then uh, a few years later, uh, an investment group came and wanted to buy the property, and I sold it for twice mm-hmm. what I purchased it. And since then, now I I, I founded this company, Dominant uh, Equity Group, and the idea is to really go after bigger deals and bring people that are excited about multifamily along for the ride. Yeah. And from there, it's just like, man, how can I do this again? You know, it's uh, so addicting. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and and some of the some of the little deals that I've done and granted, it doesn't always scale like this. But, you know, I've done a a fair amount of, you know, 20 to 60 unit deals. And when all said and done, you know, I just wish we had a zero on the end of everything. You know, I wish instead of 20 units, it was 200. But Obviously, it doesn't completely work like that, but yeah, it's addicting. You you have fun doing it, and then when all said and done, everybody makes a lot of money. You're just like, wow, that wow. worked. So anyway, so cool. So started out with a fourplex, and let me ask you the question that I ask everybody. You know, what is your why for getting into multifamily? I have a really great story mm-hmm. about my why. So. It happened in uh, 2020. My son was born. Mm -hmm. And as we all know, we know what happened on March 2020, COVID hit. And prior to that, really, because of my wife and I, we both work, Mm -hmm. our son was going to have to go into daycare four months after he was born. However, because of COVID and me working from home 100%, I was able to have eight months with Mm -hmm. my son at home and enjoy that time with him and bond with him. And right now we have the most amazing relationship two and a half years later. And yeah. believe it or not, my dream, my big why is I want another child mm-hmm. and I want to replicate that time. So I want to create a lifestyle where it's job optional so that I can give that next child that same attention mm-hmm. and love that I gave my first son. And that's my why. That is what's burning this. And my goal is 300 doors as soon mm-hmm. as possible so I can make that dream come true. I love it. I've got a couple of kids myself and with my chosen career, I missed a lot of that and I'm happy for you. Happy you're able to spend all that time with them. That's, that's absolutely amazing. So I appreciate you for sharing that as well. And, you know, hopefully we can do or say something today that, uh, you know, helps you get to those 300 doors quicker than you anticipated. So that said, AJ, we got Vinky on the line. What do you want to ask her? Vicky, just want to first thank you so much for taking this time to sit down with me and share your wisdom and knowledge. You don't know how appreciative I am of this and how excited I am to be talking with you. You know, my first question, you know, this process, a lot of it is about working with sponsors, right? So I'm curious to know, what are your thoughts around finding a sponsor that has the heart of a teacher that wants to really help you elevate or expedite the process for you? That's a really good question. And uh, believe me or not, I had the same question too when I started my journey. Yeah. That how do I find the right person or uh, find the right partner? Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm doing a session too on, in my summit to finding the right partner. So mm-hmm. please join <laughs> that one too. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's very important. It's come boils down to the building relationships like I was saying earlier. I'm in the relationship building game. 
So if you have a building a strong relationship, you're creating that trust with the sponsor and yourself or even with your investors. Mm -hmm. So the way I look at it is about myself, how I present myself. I wanted to see myself how other people perceive me too. So that helps me build the stronger relationships and how you can do that. I still go to a lot of networking events and I try to build strong, meaningful relationships and I try to keep the connection going. It's yeah. not like one time you go to some conference or networking session mm -hmm. and then you exchange your business cards after that. No follow up. Uh, no, nothing is done. You know, that connection died right there. Mm -hmm. But I uh, come home and I diligently follow with them. So when you follow up, I just, uh, some people call it maybe small talk. I'm not sure how they categorize it. Mm -hmm. So you talk at their level, something different than the real estate too. Mm -hmm. So that way, you know, something that you remember about that person. So when next time you meet them, or even you're talking them over the phone, mm -hmm. you're picking up where you drop off, when you where you dropped off last time. So that helps you build a strong relationships, you know. Yeah. And then if you really like somebody, sub-sponsor or somebody, I what I did was I'm just doing my due diligence, checking their background, trying to figure out who they are on the social media and trying to kind of follow them. You know, if you follow them for a little bit, you figure out the patterns that they are following. Mm -hmm. When you start seeing the patterns and you can see, can you fit in any of these patterns or how you can add value? I know it's a big thing. Everybody talks about how can you add value? You show them when you don't even know the process, what value you're going to add. That's what I used to think. I'm like, I don't even know anything. What value I can add to anybody, you know? And then I start seeing the patterns and I wanted to be uh, present um, all the time in all the networking sessions, wherever I can go, whoso I wanted to partner with. Mm -hmm. So that's how I found the sponsors in my life. And I built very, very strong relations with them. And they are like, really, really good. You know, it's not like phone call away, it text away. If I send a text, they are replying right away. There's no delay. They are not sitting on my text on my phone call for two days to reply back to me. Mm -hmm. So I build those kind of relationships. So yeah. I'm not sure if that helps you or if that answers your question. Yeah. No, that's wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, I love, I, love, I love it. You know, you follow up. It's, it is all about relationships, you know, and, and I, I think, you know, AJ, I think you already know this because of the way you asked your question, but you have to know what you're looking for in the sponsor as well. So when you go to these events, you know, or or when you're when you're networking or, or however you're introduced to people, understand what you're looking for. And you mentioned it, you know, I want a sponsor who has a teaching mentality, you know, and that, that's one thing that when you're going to places, keep that in the back of your mind. I am looking for a sponsor with a teaching mentality. And if you're at a big event that has, you know, 100 or so people or whatever at networking, you know, just be laser focused on that. You know, if you talk to somebody and they don't meet that criteria, make it a short conversation and, you know, keep on cycling through people until you, you start finding the, the people that you need. That's true. And I wanted to add to that. I'm sorry, I missed that, the teaching mentality uh, yeah. when I was talking to earlier. But the thing is, you will find a lot of people with that teaching mentality and a lot of people are going to be teaching out there. Mm -hmm. uh, and regardless of the experience, you know, uh, I would say the real experience. So what do you want to see? It? What resonates with you? You know, what makes mm -hmm. sense to you versus just like following everybody? I mean, that's what I did in my life. Because yeah. I just wanted to create my own space, your own corporate culture, I would say, you know, in the corporation, like we call it corporate culture. Yeah. So you wanted to create a little bit your own corporate culture that 100% resonates with you. 
and yeah. then you will learn you will learn and learning is the part of the life you know like i say when you stop learning you're kind of dead because stop the, stop, the growth stops right there yeah. All right. AJ, what's yeah. your next question? These tips are wonderful. And actually leading to my next question, given, you know, Vinky, that you're having the summit, I'm actually going to a multifamily investors conference this coming weekend. And I'd love to find out what are your three best tips for getting the best out of these mm-hmm. events? I think uh, when you're going to the events, there's it's overwhelming. It's a lot mm-hmm. of information download. And I'm going to share with you how I do it. So you see if that resonates with you. So I look at all the sessions, if they have agenda already printed or they're sharing it and figure out what sessions that I wanted to attend. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, by the end of the day, we only have so much amount of energy and it's up to us, you know, where we are focusing our energy, what we wanted to get out of it. Like Mm -hmm. you say, ROI. So it's kind of a return of investment on your time. Because you're investing your time into these kind of events. And then also you wanted to make the list of people that you wanted to meet in these conferences. Because every conference has a networking session. There's going to be so many people. And then uh, make a list of people who you wanted to meet. And then you wanted to see if you can have some meaningful connection there. Or you wanted to throw some nugget out there that the person remembers you. Yep. And in my case, my name, a little bit sticks, Minky, you know, kind of out of the box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this being funny over here. Yeah. And the third thing is, you know, after the conference, you want to come back and you're going to follow up with all the connections that you made, mm-hmm. um, you know, whether a business card. For me, I used to use the regular business cards, like, you know, the cardboard mm-hmm. ones, but now I use the digital ones. So that's super easy. So create a digital business card. You can do it at uh, B-Link. I use that. Mm-hmm. That's super easy. And have them scan it. So you have all the information there about them. Yep. And when you get back, just follow up, make connections. Yeah, I love the Blink app, by the way. And, and something that I just realized at the last big conference I went to is um, I think there were two apps that everybody was using. I don't remember the other one, but uh, um, when I when I see the same app, you know, four times, it's a lot easier to change exchange contact information if you have the same app as they do. So I ended up downloading like three different business card apps on my phone. That was just something that I did just to make the exchange a little bit easier. If you're on the same app as they are, the contact information exchange is seamless. If you're on a different app, you know, somebody's got to sit and, you know, tap out the email address and everything else. So, I mean, that, that was just something quick that, that I realized there. I, I do want to emphasize something that Vinky said, which is absolutely crucial. And I think this is where most people fall short when they go to these these big events and that's the follow up you know i mean you're going to meet a lot of people there um but if you don't follow up i mean the conference is more of an entertainment thing than it was anything else all right you're not going there for entertainment you're going there for business and so you know make sure that you you schedule time even before the conference you know put it on your calendar right now okay i'm going to this conference on friday saturday sunday you know, I'm going to schedule, you know, a, an hour and a half block on Monday and an hour block on Tuesday and an hour block on Wednesday to start following up with people and, you know, hold yourself to it. So yeah, the follow-up, that's what's going to push you forward. Thank you for sharing that. That's all. That's really great. What has been your best strategy for raising capital? Again, I'm going to come back to the relationship because yeah. that's the easiest way to raise capital. When you're building a trust relationship with people, people have to trust you. And the other thing uh, I always say that I do not chase capital. 
I rather capital chase me. Mm-hmm. So you make yourself a magnet. And how you do that, you position yourself in a way that you're sharing your story with others. Mm-hmm. I'm doing this. If somebody asks you, yeah, this is my story. I was like, I started with my corporate job. You know, I was in, I was a corporate employee, but I did this. And this is my purpose why I'm doing that. Mm-hmm. People resonate with it. They see my vision where I want it to be or how much I want it to grow and how much I want it to help other people around me. So it's not always about you. It's about others who are in your energy field or who are in your circle surrounding you. Mm-hmm. Because um, the way I look at it, as a person alone, you can grow only so much. Mm-hmm. But when you're doing collectively or coll- collaboratively, you're going to grow at an exponential level. Yeah. So whether it's you're doing a capital raise, you're doing the acquisition, or you're just doing investor relations, asset management, property management, regardless of the business, yep. you're going to excel in everything. Because you're attracting the right kind of forces or energies in your energy field. Basically, mm-hmm. you're going to think I'm talking about the spiritual level, but it's mm-hmm. kind of intertwined because you're raising yeah. your vibrations at a level that you're attracting right kind of people in your energy sphere. Mm-hmm. So there is no lack. It's always abundance. Yeah. Well, yeah. That really resonates with me. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And I, I mean, something that Vinky said over and over again, and I truly believe it. And I think Vinky lives it better than, than most. It is a hundred percent relationship. You know, you're, you're going to find if you build the relationships, you have that long-term benefit, you know, and I, I've had, I, I've had a lot of people that, you know, when I, when you first meet them and when you have that new relationship, you know, they're, they're probably not going to invest in your deal if they've only known you for a week. You keep on nurturing that relationship. And, you know, I, I've had a couple of people who deal number three, deal number four that I've presented to them are finally like, yeah, I trust you enough now that I'm going to invest with you. And, you know, if if you manage the, the deal right and do everything, you know, people like that are going to be lifetime investors. You know, it's like, okay, um, I had a phone call, let's see, yesterday with somebody who invested in a deal that, uh, we're selling this week. And he said, Hey, I'm going to get, I'm going to get my money back and I want to invest it with you again. That's something that you want to hear from your investors, but it's about the relationship. And, you know, this is a relationship that, you know, I've been building for five years with this particular person. And that's, that's basically what, what came down to. So anyway, that's, it's all relationships. Yeah. And also positioning yourself I do have a couple investors who just reach out to me on social media and invested with me without even knowing them. I always I get one or two when I do five or six C deals. I do get a couple investors all the time from the social media. Yeah. Yeah. Occasionally you do. And I had another phone call today from somebody who says that he doesn't interact with me on social media, but he kind of lurks and he's been following me for a couple of years. You know, and he's like, I've never hit the like button. I've never, you know, commented on anything, but I read everything you write. And he talked to me today and it's the same thing. So social media is powerful. You know, putting out that free value add content is powerful. And we are out of time. So one last question for each of you. Uh, Vinky, you get to go first. How can listeners learn more about you? I'm all over the social media since we're talking about the social media and the best way to reach out to me is you can connect with me on LinkedIn or you can go to my website, lumbainvest.com. 
and you can uh, connect with me over there. Other than that, I do have a podcast, a really popular podcast, a real estate vibe show. Please tune into that. And uh, again, I'm going to emphasize my conference. It's a two-day conference, February 25th and 26th, Multifamily Education Summit. Please uh, go to the website, www multifamilyinvestoreducationsummit.com and sign up if you haven't done that already. Awesome. I'll see you and there. One, once again, that link is in the show notes. AJ, same question for you. How can listeners learn more about you? Yeah, please uh, please find me at dominantequity.com. Mm-hmm. There's a ton of information there as well as where to contact me. Awesome. Awesome. Well, hey, thanks to both of you for coming on the show today. Very much appreciate it. And I had a blast. Hope you guys did too. Oh, yes. I sure did. Thank you. Thank you. It was so much fun. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast by the Tribe of Titans. If you're still listening, you obviously liked it. So go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Leave a five-star rating and review if you haven't already. And then make sure to check out our YouTube channel, which incidentally has a ton of video content that you'll also enjoy and learn from. Now, if you're interested in being on the show, go to our website, diaryofanapartmentinvestor.com and fill out the questionnaire on the website. And for more educational content and for more information about our educational community, check us out at thetribeoftitans.info.